Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Full house today. Sitting to the left of me, international basketball star, best-selling Thank author, Alex Owumi. <laughs> Sitting diagonal for me. Wait, Icon- wait. What's your last name? Owumi. Owumi. Owumi? Yeah. Iconic radio legend from the Howard Stern Show, Jackie the Joke Man Martin. You can call me Owumi. And then sitting across from me, the man who killed Osama bin Laden, my buddy, Rob O'Neill. Welcome to this Thank shit you for show of degenerates right now. A woomy. <laughs> Everybody has tattoos except for me and Edna. Rob, are you upset Edna. that uh, Keith Oberman is, isn't sitting next to us right Wasn't now? Wasn't that funny that he did that? To, uh, he just kind of called me out on something. Yeah, what's your beef with I don't know. Keith I know you know what's funny is I, I've been a fan of Keith Oberman like forever. Ever since like the way downtown bang. Love that stuff. And he turned into a crazy person at some point. And he just he called me out for something. I don't even remember what it was, but I, I know I was right because I usually am, and he's usually. <laughs> <laughs> and I know he's just you know he's he's the kind of guy sitting at the dinner table eating his own shit, and, and uh, so he, he was. But I know it was like, like my first reaction, like were you mad? I'm like mad. I'm honored. Like not only is is Olbermann hitting me up, but I'm gonna get more followers. This is a, the best part. Well, he can go off. Oh, he's, yeah, know, he's, he's a lunatic. He don't know what direction. Jackie, yeah. he went off, and then Rob goes. By the way, I love you with Dan Patrick, but you weren't even being a dick. You no, were like, I, I like you. Well, I also mentioned, too, I mean, you know, granted, Dan Patrick still has a job. <laughs> but, <laughs> but where, where are you working tomorrow? Yeah. No, but seriously, like, even now, I don't have a problem with Olbermann. I thought it was kind of awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm good buddies with um, uh, the Ducey family from Fox News, and, and uh, Peter Ducey was one time the worst human in the world, according to Olbermann. And we all felt the same way. It's like, oh, my God, this is awesome. <laughs> so, whatever. He's fine. All right, so you just got back from the Indianapolis 500. I, yes. Compare that to the Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby. I know, I know what are you, an dropping. asshole? One is, one is cars and one is horses. Oh, thanks, Jack. That's what the fuck they are. I'm talking about the experience. I'll I'm tell you what. I was, ama- I was amazed at how fast those horses drove those cars. <laughs> 500 times around the lap. No, was- I couldn't make it to the Indy 500, so I just went to the toilet and flushed down some Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was cool. I mean, they're both they're both different experiences because the Indy 500 is more, uh, you know, it's obviously a shorter thing. Uh, I think that's the best party I've ever been to, and, and Indy was just it was amazing. I'm so impressed with the drivers. A good friend of mine, uh, Graham Ray Hall, was one of the drivers. Bobby Ray Hall is his dad. He he won it, and uh, David Letterman was there, and wow. he he owned the car in the suite we were in. That's another just a just a comedic genius. It's hard. Is he, to, is he still? A, yeah, he, oh, yeah, beard? yeah. I thought he was Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> and then he started talking, and it turned out he was. <laughs> <laughs> that is some beard. Jesus, yeah, he looks good. He looks good. Mexicans living in there. You know? <laughs> the same class of people go to the Kentucky Derby and the Indy 500. They dress the same, right, with the fancy hats and the No, nice I think it's a little different because in the, in the middle in the middle of the Indy 500, they were because yeah. the, um, the the infield's so big. There's like three or four of the holes of the golf course are in there. Like the fi- it's a two hundred uh, two point five mile. Loop. Track, yeah. And so there's a rave going on. Oh, that's so, completely different than a, than a racetrack. Well, right? yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. It totally is, and because there, there's a rave Two going on in the middle holes. of the day. So you've got you've got uh, <laughs> like it's a big. <laughs> you've got snowflakes doing Molly, listening to oh techno, God. and then you've got rednecks that are drinking, watching race. It's a it's an that's awesome nice. experience. Yeah. And they're all cool with each other. Like there's no yeah. Well, well I mean, other than thing. puking on each other, everyone's fine. But everything's cool at that, right? Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. God, you're a diehard sports fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. I always ask this question: One sporting event that you wish you could have attended in your whole lifetime, like like, like any, anything at all. Yeah, you don't, uh, you don't know the outcome. But like mine would be like the thirty-two World Series, Babe uh, Ruth calling the shot. You know what I think it would have been is, is watching Leitner hit that shot against Kentucky. Why, why would you well, say I don't that? know. No, no, I, no, no, I, no, no, I know. No. I know. Look, I know you love Kentucky. I'm sorry. I, I could have brought up with all the times the Red Sox beat the uh, Yankees. Give me some love there. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Is that really a thing? No, I think so because, like, um, um, Leitner, I think Leitner was misrepresented. And he's he's like, he is an asshole, but he wasn't, like, a rich, preppy asshole. He, like, grew up in a a tough spot, and he just did a good job. And that that shot against Kentucky was – I mean, that's incredible. Uh, You know, Thomas Hill, I believe his name is Crying His Eyes Out, which is – Pretty yeah, stupid. but Sean Woods hits a shot. That's the day I became a Kentucky fan. That was a huge day in my life. E- either that, or maybe maybe watching uh, watching Jordan win uh, against the Cavs. They didn't win the title that year. But the Craig Elo Jordan, shot. Yeah, when he jumped over Craig. Oh, Elo. I'm sorry, which Craig Elo shot? <laughs> Jordan kind of made a habit out of Craig Elo. 
Now, Alex plays <laughs> basketball. Alex, yeah. Alex, tell him about Unfortunately. No, I'm messing with no, no, no. <laughs> t- tell me your first game. Who'd you play against your first My game? My friend, Kevin Durant. No, his, you did not. His really? first college game, yeah. He was uh, How 18 was that? years old. Uh, he, was a, he was a tall, skinny kid, but yeah. he just destroyed. You could see he was going to be good, though. Yeah, you, you can see tell. Him. He had a look in his eyes. He was very quiet, like a silent killer. Yeah, yeah well, he's still the same way. Oh, he is. I think he's a. Re- I think he's. I think they're going to sweep, and I think it's because Ooh. he's a se- he's a seven footer that runs like a point guard. Yeah, he's got the Splash Brothers. Once they decide to show up, seriously, I I just Durant. Clint, yeah. I think Durant is is. Uh, I don't. I think LeBron's obviously. <laughs> LeBron is so good, he's not even considered for the MVP anymore. Yeah. It's like, it's, what, what's that joke they say? It's like, it's like, hey, so how much does a weatherman in Hawaii make? Who fucking cares? Oh, yeah, okay. No one cares. <laughs> LeBron's LeBron. He just does. He gets better the older he gets. But uh, uh, the Splash Brothers show up. Durant's running the floor the way he does. I don't. I don't think because Kevin Love chokes every every. I don't give it. Even when they won last year, Love wasn't around. You think a sweep though? Sweep. Wait, Rob, ready for this one? I'm thinking so. Yeah. Alex, who, Alex, professional basketball player. Who's going to win the series? I still got Cavs. He's an idiot. <laughs> I still got Cavs in seven. How? Cavs in seven? I still got Cavs in seven. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying Golden Were you saying State, the same thing last year? Golden State in four. No, Cavs are going to win last year. Yeah. Even when they got blown out the first two yeah, games? Yeah. That was, you, you it was really, LeBron's you, time to prove that he's the best in the world. You know, he yeah. went down to Cleveland. He's from Akron. I went to his favorite burger joint yesterday, too, by the way. He's right about that, too. Really? Turns <laughs> out LeBron's oh, right about a lot of is shit. It, no, it was the Stetson, 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 Stetson something. The I forgot. They're gonna, Thurman's in Ohio. That's a spot to go to. good. But no, this I know it's... Um, they're going to – I'm saying a sweep. My total connection to the basketball world, oh God. <laughs> Magic Johnson had his own talk show, and we used to break his balls about it on the Stern Show till he called up and invited Howard to come on the show. And Howard said, give me a way to get out of this. Give me something, <laughs> give me something that they won't let us do. So me and Fred came up with an idea, and they said yes. And Howard did Magic Johnson's talk show, and me and Fred and Howard and Scott, the engineer, Howard, Howard was on keyboard, and Scott was on drums, and Fred was on guitar, and I was on bass, and we had two listeners <laughs> bent over, a guy and a girl, Jeez. and we played the song Wipeout. You know the song Wipeout? It stops for the drums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but every time it stopped for the drums, <laughs> the guy and the girl farted. <laughs> did that on WABC, I think it was, ABC and they, and TV. They, they didn't pick that up. We, we, we sing, we're like, of course he's not going to say yes to that. And he said, all right, we can, we'll come if you let us play Wipeout and let the people fart during the breaks. And they said, okay. <laughs> I saw, it's, on, it's on YouTube. Anyway, I'm glad you brought up Stern. So that's as much, that's as much basketball as I know. So you know, I don't know anything. Well, you got to meet Magic. I never met Magic. So Rob's done radio. That's all you've been doing is radio and TV. And yeah, a little bit of TV, we mostly get, radio. Yeah. He's going to get on the Stern show. Oh, I'd love to. That's what he wants to get on. He was on Opie. He was on all those shows before. Did you approach them? Not yet. Um, well, don't tell I'm, me you met me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. A big-time guy's going in there. How do you, Howard, Fred, approach that? I always want to know. you got a real guest. Oh, we got Rob O'Neill in. The man who killed Bin Laden. How do you and Stern? How does that work? It, it doesn't work. It just, you just so go, you're go just on. going. Oh. What happens is, I haven't been there in 15 years, but what happens is when a guest is coming in, we would come up with questions that would be fun and goofy things to say or maybe a piece of business to do. But for the most part, you just sit there and and there's nothing to it. A lot of people are so spooked when they go in there because they've heard, you know, the bark is so much bigger than the bite. I remember Sam Kennison walked in there and it, it, I didn't know, nobody knew it at the time, but he, it was the beginning of his career, but he was totally intimidated. He came in and sat Sam down. Sam Kinison? Sam Kinison. Wow. And after a few minutes, he turned to me and Fred and said, What's the big deal? This guy's charming. And we're like, yeah, because, you know, publicists are like, yeah, you go in there, they're going to chop yeah. your head off, blah, blah, blah. If you just, I'll tell you, if you go in there with an attitude or if you're full of shit, you're in trouble. But if yeah. you're just a normal person, you know, you go in there and you, and you have a great time. It's easy. Is it's he the easy. greatest interviewer of our time? <clears throat> no, I am. No, no, no. He, he, no, he is a great interviewer, and he, he's magical. He, he knows how to get stuff out of people, and he knows... You know, he know he'll know when you're lying or when you're not lying, and and he's he can be confrontational if it you know if it works, but not for the sake of it. He would they would love you. I'd but, love to be but there. But you, you didn't get rejected. You just no. Didn't I don't. Him. I just don't think we uh, we asked them yet. I think it's one of those things where everyone says, yeah, no, he's just he's too high up that you can't get on the show. It's like I think really? they would want to no. talk. Yeah. Yeah. come on. I think, yeah. But you yeah. know, they, they, I hope this didn't poison you. You know, it's so funny. I, I miss <laughs> Mc, I left the show two months before McCartney went on. Which is one, you know, people say, do you regret leaving the show? Yeah, because I know I'm a dirty joke teller. I know McCartney's a dirty joke teller. And I know that we had really? a great time together. And uh, I was about Paul McCartney. Yeah. And, Dirt, wait, and, dirty joke teller? And, and, yeah. And uh, in fact, 
if you Google McCartney and goat, a filthy joke comes up of McCartney sit, sitting there in front of a blue screen. You know, it's the old joke. You What's know, the joke? You know, uh, <laughs> Don't butcher it. <laughs> Guys having a, having a beer, you know, in, uh, in Ireland, and he, he says, you know, you see that fence out there? It's a beautiful fence. You think the guy that built it? You think they call him Harry the Fence Builder? <laughs> no. And look at that pint you pulled. You pulled me a beautiful pint. But do they call you Charlie the Pint Puller? No. But you fuck one goat. <laughs> <laughs> and that's for Courtney. And I used to have a radio show, so we'd play, we'd play that. They'd say, hey, Paul, you got a joke? You know? And I, and I was so pissed, you know, you talk job. about what to say. When he went on the show, I know this guy, Bill Porcelli, that was with him when he went on the show. And Bill's a huge Stern fan. And McCartney said to him, what, what do I do? You know, he was he was nervous, but, you know, you want to be accepted as the biggest radio show anywhere. And Porcelli said, you know what, you want to shake people up? Go out there and say, F Jackie. And he told him. And when he went out there, he, he did, could you imagine if fucking McCartney had said F Jackie? It would have made my life. But he... I don't know whether he forgot or decided not to or whatever, but, uh, you know, I, I finally got to tell McCartney a joke. <clears throat> because uh, my girlfriend, Barbara, my lovely girl, she, I always told her if I had McCartney for five minutes. You know, if you, like you guys like to talk sports, you know, if you get another person, you could talk, you're immediately going to have a bond. You know, like hockey players or, or anything that, that's tight. Yeah, there's three athletes here and you, Jackie, yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll have to get a tattoo. So... <laughs> I know the joke tellers, if I had him for two minutes, I would have him, you know, and Howard always, you know, oh, bullshit, he would hate you, blah, blah, blah. don't tell me. So we're at the screening for the big short, and there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's Tina Fey and Lorne Michaels, so there's a pretty nice group of people, like, you know, I must have snuck in, and McCartney comes down the stairs with his wife, and Barbara's like, oh, go tell him a joke. I said, you can't go and, you know, there's not a person in this room that doesn't think they have a great reason to tell Paul McCartney where they were in 1964. He doesn't care. No, you know, he, like, he had some shit going and on. And the, <laughs> the fact that nobody does that in New York is why he can go out, because people don't stop you on the street, you know? So he comes down, and the guy walked around the outskirts of the room and came right by me, right by me. And I didn't even know what I was doing. I just stopped him. Oh, yeah. And I said, can I tell you a joke? He said, <laughs> sure. So I'll tell you a joke. I tell him, like... A guy goes for a job interview, and the interviewer says, what do you think is your biggest fault? The guy says, I think my biggest fault is my honesty. And the interviewer says, I don't think honesty is a fault. The guy says, I don't give a fuck what you think. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, goes, that's a good one. But he didn't say, I got one for you. You know, he walked away. I have a uh, McCartney story, too. I I ran into him at the Super Bowl. It was here in... um in New York, and I was with Dave Grohl, who's the lead singer of the Foo Fighters, just to be the drummer for Nirvana. Fucking name dro- I hate his name. I'm name dropping. Hey, whatever. That's good. Yeah, I want that. That's good. That's cool. You're allowed to. <laughs> I name drop Alex. So, um, so we, <laughs> we get him ta- on the phone. We went back up the story. We talked to. I talked to Dave Grohl, and I was saying, "Hey, my sister's a huge Nirvana fan. Obviously, Foo Fighters fan. Can we get a picture and all this stuff?" And he said yes. And then Paul McCartney came down, and and Dave said, "Hey, do you want a picture with me?" And Paul McCartney, I'm like, oh, absolutely. So we took this picture. It's me, Paul McCartney, and Dave Grohl, which is just awesome. <laughs> I sent it to my sister on a text, and she responded with, oh, my God, Dave Grohl, I love him. And that old lady looks like Paul McCartney. Oh, 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 I know you. I know you. He looks like his own grandmother, doesn't he? <laughs> Was she being funny or? Well, no, she was serious. I'm like, I'm like, that, that, that's Paul. That, that is Sir Paul McCartney. I'm a child of the '60s. That's sacrilegious. That's, that's, true. I, that's, that's what I said. As true as it is, that's sacrilegious. Oh my god, that's hysterical. The name dropping you guys can do is just phenomenal. Oh, but that's the, funny as shit. The name dropping, me and Alex. Alex, can you name drop anybody or no? I name drop. He already did. Kevin Durant. Are you kidding me? Kevin Durant. Oh, listen, listen. His first game, because this is what men do to each other. What, yeah. what, what man move did you move? Did you do with Kevin Durant? Listen oh to this man, move. hand job. <laughs> now no, that'll get that'll get you three seconds in the key. <laughs> close. Well, what'd you do? Listen, you tell me what he did to me. No, what'd you, what'd you do to him with the? Oh, with the shorts. Oh, I went, after the game, I walked up to him. I said, "Can I get your shorts?" Yeah. Basically, yeah. Good. So he has Kevin Durant yeah. shorts. Awesome. Durant's first shorts, yeah. ever game. Sitting in my mother's basement, still just oh. sitting there. Oh, I haven't watched him yet. No, no, oh, wait. Right. <laughs> <laughs> haven't watched him yet, and I wear him like no, a wait, fucking yeah. bandana. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a sports guy. When you say, "Can I get your shorts?" Does that mean 
He gave you his shorts? Yeah, like his shorts. I mean, it's not an expression for some... They blew them. No, 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 this oh, is I'm basketball sorry. shorts. Like this is not his underwear. No, no, no. <laughs> Just that he played in that game. <laughs> Jackie, here. Jackie's not convinced. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I'm just trying to, you know, be in step here. You know. So, Rob, are you pissed now that we're not doing the Bin Laden show that you've done eight million times? Yeah. No, this is no, it's awesome. I'm tired of telling that story. I mean, it's a, it's a story about just awesome people that did stuff, and I just happened to be in a spot that did something you know, else. We're kind of related because I shot on his sister's face. <laughs> <laughs> you just sorry. <laughs> I love that. Here's why I love Jackie. If you read the comedian's book, don't ever laugh at your own jokes. That's all you do is laugh, and that's why you're all fucking I, awesome. The two things you don't do if you want to be a comedian is you don't tell old jokes and you don't laugh at yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's all I do. I don't do any bits, and I just laugh and laugh at yourself. Do you guys play golf? You want to hear a great golf joke? I'd love to. Jackie, just tell jokes all the time. A guy, a guy walks in a clubhouse and his face is all scratched up and bloody. And the pro says, what happened to you? He says, I just blew an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I heard one about a woman that went to That's take stupid. golf lessons, and they kind of sent her off. She was talking to the pro. She went on golfing, and about five minutes later, she came running back to the pro shop, and she said, you got to help me. I got stung by a bee. I got stung by a bee. And the pro said, where? And she goes, in between the first and second hole. And the pro said, yeah, it sounds like your stance is too wide. <laughs> That's great. That's classic. Hold on, Alex, your golf joke. Go. I have none. <laughs> I have none. So all you do is the same shit, really, over and over, which is your thing right now, the Bin Laden thing, pigeonholed into it. What do you do to escape different shit? Well, I mean, we don't, I don't tell don't the story. I want to hear the story. I don't know it's, about uh, it. No, I mean, there's so much, there, there's so much more to it because the, uh, the Bin Laden story is like chapter 23 of the book. Yeah, we, but what we, do you do to escape, like, the same, telling the same shit over and over every... every uh, seriously, like we were talking about earlier, go to sporting events, uh, check out Indy 500, go to the NBA Finals. I went to, I went to the Stanley Cup down in Nashville. Um, oh, did you... Yeah, I was just there for game three. The, when they won the Penguins? Yeah, they, they, they won twice, by the way, too. It's 2-2. Two, two. Um, that was impressive, too, just because the... the I, um, you know, I, I, I do a lot of stuff with psychological stuff as far as mind, um, mindset type stuff and how athletes do well the keeper from nashville he, he was oh and nine going home against the pens to the point where it's like are we gonna sit him because like you can't get over <laughs> that shit and they said we're gonna get one more shot in game three and they won i think five one yeah. and then you see him crush it last night, last he, night he, yeah. he was amazing yeah. so now that not now that's the opposite of a of a of a, of a, a negative mindset now he's like i can't beat these guys and that's what they're doing so i you know they were down two games nothing right two mm -hmm. two nil they got crushed and uh, now they came back. It was pretty cool to see it. And, and they were down one nothing in that game you were at, right? Yeah, the the both games. They were down one nothing in both games. And then they came back and they kept uh, doing well. <coughs> I don't know if it's still current. <laughs> Probably not. So I'm going to make a fool of myself. But I was at uh, at Cannes, and we we're at some big, huge VIP party at, at the Cannes Film Ooh, Festival. And some guy came up and said, uh, "Wow, joke man, nice to meet you. I'm a big fan. Hey, nice to meet you. Yeah, let's take a picture." And I said, "All right." So then I took a picture too. I had no, no idea who it was. And then my buddy, Tom Bernard, he, the guy I'm always with over there from Sony Pictures Classics, comes over to me and says, you don't even know who that was. I said, no. He says, that was Sidney Crosby. <laughs> is, is, is that his name? But is he still yeah. on the Penguins? He is, yeah, he's there. Because yeah. that was like five or ten I'm, I'm still ago. amazed he hasn't had his ass whooped. He's a dirty player. I heard. And, I heard. And, he's and, awesome, though, isn't yeah. he? And plus, if, if he's listening to this, you tell him I said so, because I'm dying for him to fight Keith Olbermann. <laughs> <laughs> so all, you and I still have a picture of us, Crosby, so if you want me to delete it, send $400. <laughs> to joke, man. <laughs> to joke, joke land at AOL. Oh, I'm going to plug something. Of course. I tweet a joke every day at 420 marijuana time. <laughs> At Jackie Bartling, J-A-C-K-I-E-M-A-R-T-L-I-N-G. I always say the one joke you had that ever made me laugh was the one when you said the wife with the husband, you want me to keep a, uh, how do you say uh, it? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no you, oh, yeah. you know why I tell it? Screws the pooch. <clears throat> the wife says, get out. Get the fuck out. As her husband's walking out the door, she says, I hope you die a slow, painful death. He says, so now you want me to stay? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best joke there was. You almost wrecked it. I'm saying you almost should tattoo that fucking joke on your hand. That's a tattoo. Now I heard a joke that my brother Tom, who we just texted, he's a big fan of yours, because I told him I was going to meet you, and he's like, "There's got to be a joke that Jackie Martling has never heard." So here it is. Well, I always note him, so I'll be rude and stop. What's the what's the worst thing you can hear when you're giving Willie Nelson a blowjob? I'm not Willie Nelson. 
Me, me and Willie emailed jokes back and forth. Last really? week he emailed me, uh, bad breath's better than no breath at all. <laughs> He's such a character. He's a wait, great, wait, great When guy. I asked you who the coolest person on your phone, you never told me Willie Nelson. That's a great person to have. I love him. I love him. All right, so you're going to get him on the show. I got... Um, Thanks, Jack. Look at him. He's always doing this. We... Uh, <laughs> it works. It works. I have eight... Yeah, look, look, I, I sent you that thing. <laughs> See, you don't read it. You don't watch it. I sent you the link. Me and... Uh, I was yeah, in Willie's bus. I can't write to him. I was in Willie's bus for an eight-minute tape that his daughter shot of me and Willie sitting at the table telling dick jokes. Telling dick eight jokes. minutes. It's just great. He's just the greatest character. And you're right. I don't know how I'm getting these guests... Edner over there, the greatest person ever from Jack Dempsey's 36 West 33rd Street, around the corner from the Empire State Building. He's like, who's coming on today? Alex Wumi, Jackie Martin, Robin. He goes, how the fuck did you get? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Because he's a name drop. <laughs> you had Cooney, right? I got him Cooney. Oh, Jerry. Oh, well, Edna, come over here. You don't like Cooney? No, he loves Cooney. They have, oh. they have a great story together. You want to tell your Cooney story? What the hell? <laughs> tell your Cooney story. Come, come on, here. Come There's so many of them. So many right. of them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jerry Cooney's coming on an Irish fight. He goes, I know Cooney. He starts telling me Jerry Cooney stories. Cooney comes up here for an hour. They're telling stories about different things that were pretty, uh, pretty kick-ass. I know, I know the man. So that's Jerry Cooney, the Great White Hope. That yeah, yeah, he's one of the guys like you. You make fun of when he's not around. Oh, don't, don't say what? shit. Here's the move of the year. Uh, you know, fuck around, fuck around. You might not be around. I got the video, and I'm, I'm talking to Cooney just like this. I'm making fun of him like hard. I'm making fun of him. Oh yeah, just really? jabs me right uh, in my face. And a jab sucks. We no, started. Yeah, I, I knocked him right out. We done. started yeah. comedy. <laughs> the fucking show right there. We started comedy <laughs> well, in nineteen seventy in nineteen seventy nine. We started comedy on Long Island at a club named Cinnamon that was upstairs in Huntington, and it was owned by Cooney's brother. So Cooney used to come to all the shows, and he'd, he'd get so fucking drunk, and he'd stand there, and while he's talking, he hit, his hands are this big. Oh yeah. And while he's talking, he. he Swing his finger and he'd hit you in the balls with his <laughs> finger. It would hurt for hours. How, how turned on were you, Jackie? I loved it. <laughs> well, he's, got, he's got a show on Sirius that you should do that. He's got a zillion. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, you want to do it? We can get him on 30 seconds. Yeah, I'd love to. He does a great yeah, show. I'm sure, I'm sure, we, I'm sure we get everybody, everybody on your podcast. Oh, he was on. <laughs> this podcast is going to blow up. You know what's great? <laughs> I was texting people this morning. So here's, I'll say it right now Michael Rappaport wants wow. you on the show. That was actually. I, was gonna tell I wanted him to play me it. in my movie because he kind of. He's got that same Brad Pitt shit he that did. I got going on. <laughs> Toby and I had that locked up. What the? The only reason we invited you, you're on Artie Lang's show, you and everybody else. Whose show are you getting Rob O'Neill on? Artie Lang, Gilbert Godfrey. You're getting these legend in the industry. Who are you going to get Rob on? Did you do Gilbert? No. no. Uh, you know Gilbert Godfrey, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. Artie, Artie just stopped doing his. Okay. Um, Gilbert Godfrey's fucking awesome. He's hilarious. Jo- Joey Reynolds is. Uh, Still got a lot of listeners. Uh, and uh, what about uh, Sid and Bernie? Do you know Bernie and Sid's show on WABC? Wait, Bernie from Imus? Yeah. Jackie, you didn't hook me up with one of these shows, Jackie. I just did it last week myself. I haven't seen it. No, you know what I, you gotta do? You the gotta last time I saw Bernie, yeah, sure. he was oh. an intern in 1982 when I went Jackie, into how NBC. how fucking old are you, Jackie? Yeah, Holy old. fuck, how old is Jackie? I wasn't born. born. <laughs> how old is Jackie? I was one, Jackie. I'm going to be 54. No, bullshit. <laughs> I told Jackie, I'm like, Jackie, you look really fucking good for your age. And then yeah. he goes on a rant how he doesn't look good, right, Jack? So a girl calls the doctor, and she's, the girl calls the doctor and says, Doc, I have diarrhea. Can I take a bath? He says, if you have enough. <laughs> That's the funniest. And you can tell that joke to a five-year-old. <laughs> really, Jack? It's so disgusting. It's a poop joke. If you have it's enough. A, yeah, it's enough. A, a five-year-old? Sure. Yeah, that'll go well. That's a good joke. Of course it's a good joke. You know, you shoot him, I tell him. That's how we work here. What do me and Alex do? Huh? He Just shoots smart. and... You get tattoos. <laughs> I'm not bringing anything. You can't talk here, about what you do. You know. Thanks, Jack. Wait, I'm, I'm sure. I'm this. sure every guy doesn't pay you either. <laughs> oh shit! So we were golfing. We were golfing uh, yesterday uh, in Ohio, and, and I asked someone, "What's the difference between Lady Godiva and a lost golf ball?" <laughs> Looking for a lost golf ball is a hunt on a course. <laughs> You know every fucking he is the joke. Yes, you know I do. That's my job. That's the only <laughs> thing I know. I can't think of a guy's name from the from the stupid Memphis Three. <laughs> Damien Nichols? Oh, the, the cop. The cop. The guy who. Oh yeah, oh, he was sitting here having, having trouble thinking of his name. Yeah, gotta come back to you. He's old as fuck. That's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you get, but you get him on Godfrey, you know. I'm sure they would love to have you. you know? That sounds like a lot. I'm sure we can work it out. We don't need, we don't need to pimp everything on the no, see, show I don't, now. He, I don't think he knows. And here's the thing. He went on Francesa. 
I'll do it. For, how great was Francesco? Yeah, he's good. Good, good, with really good interview. How, wait, tell everybody what happened afterward. How Francesco was just ripping Oberman, right? Oh yeah. Well, he said I told him, uh, um, yeah, there's a thing that we might ha- I might have to fight Oberman um, for like <laughs> a <laughs> charity thing, whatever. So that's like that'll be a lot of money raising. Fucking seven seconds, and, and he just said, uh, he, goes, uh-huh. and he, and he goes, he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> the next level right there. Yikes. No, and, and he just said, yeah, get in line. Everybody wants to fight Olbermann. I And I still, just for the record, I don't have a problem with Olbermann. I think he's awesome. We had he a just, fight at Gleason's gym like 30 years ago. It was Frank Stallone, <laughs> not Sylvester's, Frank Stallone against Geraldo Rivera. Who like won? they were breaking each other's balls, and, I, and one of them. You know, said, "Hey, you want to fight?" To the other one, fucking around. Howard put together. It was like in the boxing ring at Gleason's. Did they fight? First, I was sitting ringside. First time I ever saw a fight. They were really hitting me. I was like, "Wow!" Oh, this is real. And Frank won. Frank's walking down the avenue holding up this fake belt. Like (laughs) Frank, it's not real, you fucking idiot. I know. uh, I know. I know both those dudes. And I I was talking to Frank's a great guy. So is Geraldo. I work with him at Fox. Real good guy. And uh, and I was. I was. I told him the other day. I ran into him. He says, "Hey, when are you getting married?" So I'm getting married at. uh, this time in Cape Cod at, at the Chatham Bar's Inn. And he goes, oh, Chatham Bar's Inn's a great place to get married. I got married there twice. <laughs> <laughs> Is your beautiful fiance coming here? I don't know. I'm going to try to talk her into it. Dude. I fell in love with Falmouth Heights. Falmouth 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 Heights. Falmouth. 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 You getting married? Yeah, I got a wow. girl from I got a girl from Boston. Dude, I'm married. He, yeah. Congratulations! Well, how, she was how funny. How long has she been pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, he outkicked his coverage. So oh my much. God, she's so oh, hot. Really? Yeah, yeah. She, I think my well, girlfriend's out of my yeah. league. Yeah, way out of it. She's from like Boston. 17 years younger. She's from Hingham, Mass. One of the, oh, Hingham, she was okay. actually a bar, oh, bar, Barstool Sports Smoke Show girl. Wow. Yeah. Oh, was she really? Well, make yeah. sure you tour Jeez. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we, the first night we met, it was me and him and our two girlfriends. I'm, yeah. I'm well, both like, of us. We don't. Yeah. I'm like, dude, uh, yeah. we're so, they're so out of our league. It's not even fucking funny, <laughs> these two girls. That's great. That's great. I mean, because I, I met your girlfriend and she's Asian, so obviously, all, the, my first assumption is she, well, obviously, she can't drive. <laughs> oh. well, I <laughs> thought she was a hooker. She's the mellow of the bride. She's right here. I was, oh, I'm trying to make sure she's not hitting me with something. I'm just kidding. As she drives over. Oh, she has some temper, though. She does. She's the you most, are way out of your league. Oh, she's so out yeah, of my really. league. First female, and she's so out of my Did league. This is like a first person. female. <laughs> oh, my God. She's the beautiful, right, Jackie? I never met her, but I saw a picture, right? You saw a picture of her, and her cousins were all at the show. Remember all the eight? They were all at the show last no, time. You know. first, Who would know? First all those female, guys? Those yeah, guys look more alike than themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I said to him, I said, I I said are you, you, or are you, him? They're just sitting there like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, before, but, yeah, before Mike met her, he was used to the thing he used to do in prison, like the, the seal <laughs> with the, in the circus with the horns. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him a fish. <laughs> hey, those days are over. No more Ringling Brothers Bar and Billy. You're not getting yeah, laid anymore. Down, yeah. <laughs> Only chance of getting laid is from the circus. Thanks, Jack. Real fucking. That'd be a good day for a book. They start booze at the circus. He's all excited. They said they were gonna have a seal on the show. He thought it meant a real seal. <laughs> he had a heart on. Here, 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 walk, here I was thinking to come in. I'm like, hey, don't grab my ears, homie. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> all right, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Not enough dick jokes. <laughs> was it one dick joke? Yet? Yeah. And I don't want to do it with Alex. I, I'd hate to say I love you from across the fucking room. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so a guy goes into a Alex, library. Alex, <laughs> wait, Alex is screenshotting. Let me get that. That's me in my new ringtone. A guy goes into a library and says to the librarian, I want a book on suicide. She says, Fuck you, you won't bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> Caught it. What a horrible idea having Jackie Martin on the show tonight. All right, right, so I got a book coming at you guys. It's not about killing anybody, it's not about famous basketball players. And not about having girls that are over your head. This is my autobiography. It's got five seconds about me, and the rest of it's about the Stern Show, and it's going to be a killer. killer. October 24th, and if you listeners are listening, JackieTheJokeMan.com. Go there, pre-order it. It's easy to wrap. You can give it to as a Jewish president or a Christian president or whatever president. It's easy to wrap. It's good for the holidays. Order 100 of them. So I can retire and not have to do this stupid fucking show. <laughs> Jackie, don't you have the book in front of you? Is that the actual book? Yeah, I'm going to hold it up on the radio. <laughs> no, 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 Rob, Rob, Rob. He brings around this book, Rob. And he makes people take pictures of the book. So you think it's his book. 
It's a fucking piece of paper over some other over book. Some other <laughs> 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 so it's not even that. That smart. also that's works smart. on the radio. That's smart. It's not it's someone else's book. That's how yeah, I met my it wife. Just happened, <laughs> it just happened to be my own book, you hard on. <laughs> so he walks around. I'm like, oh, Jackie, is that the new book? He's like, well, that doesn't come out. So there's me and Howard and Leslie West and Sam Kinison. Oh, and there's the Barry that. Williams that used to fuck flow. That's you? <laughs> The, yeah, this, is in, this is intriguing this podcasting. Tell us, Jackie, about other pictures in your book that everyone can see. Go, Jack. Go, Jackie. Let's hear it. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, just show it to us. Thanks, Jackie. <laughs> what you're forgetting is it's your podcast that we're fucking up. So kill us, <laughs> kill as much as you want. I don't care. Wait, let me ask you this one. I knew when you is this going on the air? Tonight. Seriously? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Last time I did this show, it didn't go on for, for a week, it a month. good. <laughs> no, no, it's going on tonight. So June 17th, I'm at the brokerage on Long Island. Saturday night, June, June 17th. That's uh, assuming that this is going to be on the air before that. It's going on tonight. <laughs> yeah. We'll have Rob retweet it. Alex will retweet it. I retweet it. Yeah. They have a ton of fucking followers. And we'll retweet okay. Are you going to be funny though, Jackie? Don't make me have people. Are you going to be funny? Are you kidding me? He, he, hasn't, he hasn't killed yet though, Rob. <laughs> He's being below average right now. He knows every joke in my arsenal. So a girl, so you a girl, did this. A girl calls. I think it's pretty cool. This is for the girls. This for the girls. A girl calls. This the one's for the ladies. She's doc. I'm freaking out. She calls the guy in college. She's. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I keep finding postage stamps from Costa Rica in my vagina. Exaggerates. <laughs> lady goes on postage stamps. Those are the stickers from bananas. <laughs> <laughs> So this is going to be awesome when we're all fired on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, it is Monday. Yeah. Tuesday morning when we'll we yeah, yeah. A couple's in the living room. He says, you're dry tonight. She says, you're licking the rug. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Jackie Marley. Who, who, oh, shot, awesome. who shot Bin Laden? Oh. I, think it, I think it was J.R. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit, I think he had a shot or two in um, Bin Laden. Did you? Yeah, three times. Three wow. Times, yeah. yeah, but no, that was all because of the guys that got me there. I was, uh, <coughs> on a serious note, I was actually lucky because um, because of the way that stuff went down, I, was, I had a front row seat to the greatest mission in the history of mankind, and, wow. and I just kind of watched stuff happen. And we got to the top of a certain floor and turned a corner and watched a guy do one thing and ran into Bin Laden. And, so uh, everybody hit home runs, you just and ran you walked up and yeah, bunted, and yeah. you got all the yeah. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. Right. I just I watched a guy jump on suicide bombers that didn't go off. And I just turned, and I, I remember going up the stairs. It wasn't even being brave. It, it wasn't like, yeah, here, it was like, let's get this over with. Because I've dealt with suicide bombers before, but Bin Laden's going to blow himself up. And so we went up the stairs. He did this, and I went that way, and he was just standing there, and I saw him. And it, was, it was over before I knew it happened. That's so crazy. Wow. Rob, you want to do one favor? Because actually, we weren't going to talk about sure. Bin yeah. Laden. But Alex, I want, to tell you, I want you to tell him your story in a second. Oh, yeah. Your story's crazy. But just tell him the one part of the story when you walked up the stairs with uh, Bin Laden's son. Because this is the truthfully... Truthfully, the coolest thing I've ever heard in my yeah, life. Yeah, when we when, when we went when we went up the stairs, there, there was actually a woman that found Osama bin Laden, and she's the one that told us where to go. And she didn't know what the house looked like inside, but she was adamant about, you know, he'll be here, whatever. And she said, and she said, when you get to, she said, I don't know where the stairs are, but I'm right. When you get to the stairs, you're going to run into Khalid bin Laden, who's his like 19 or 20 year old son. He'll be armed. And uh, he's the last line of defense. So you run into that dude, and then you get a shot at the at the big guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, as and like I said, why I, did this woman help you? Did she? Well, no, she was delivering. She pizza? was. She, she worked. No, she worked at uh, one of the uh, three letter agencies. Okay. She she was tracking him. Oh, oh, oh her oh. job was that. Yeah, she, she's an American, Jackie. Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. She, she, yeah, I thought it was his wife. Like, I, I'll no, get that motherfucker. I, I, I promised in my book I wouldn't say her agency. Okay, um, but, okay, no, no, no. I'm sure you can figure it out. So we're. So we, we got to those stairs and walking up, and I'm like eight dudes back. So we got the point man, and we got a bunch of dudes, like seven dudes and me. And I'm looking up. And normally, and I've been in so many gunfights, like if you're going upstairs, you're that far back, you want to you grab some dudes and pull them back because if someone chucks a grenade, they're going to blow everyone up. But I was at this point, I'm like, you know, I, I got to see what goes down. I got to watch this. So I'm going to stay here. And so the point man was going up the stairs, and like a little little banister came back, and there's there two grown men. So one Khalid, one the, my point man, want to murder each other, and it's separated by ten inches. Wow. And um, I'm like, I got to see what happens. And all of a sudden, the point man just he whispered uh, Khalid, 
come here, Khalid, come here, in two different languages, Urdu and Pashto. Or, sorry, Urdu and Arabic. And, and Khalid stuck his face over, confused. He goes, what? So he capped him. Wow. And I was like, man, I, sure. I, hope, I hope we live through tonight because that's the people need to know what this guy did. The, the point man, he's the same guy that jumped on the damn suicide bomb. So, so this point man, Bin Laden's son's right there. Boom, he kills Bin Laden's son by saying his name. Then you go to the top. It's like, hey, it's you? A, yeah, boom. No, seriously. I mean, that's, in his that's language. That's like an old joke. In his language, but he knew his language. He knew his name. So Bin Laden's son must have been like, who is, who is you? Yeah, what, what the hell? So he did his homework. So he, yeah, he did that. And then, and then he was the one that went, led me up the stairs. And, and he, he's the guy that jumped on the, on the suicide bombers. And, and I just I followed him. He I jumped happened. on the suicide bombers thinking that was going to blow everybody they're up. They're going to blow, like, gonna blow. Right, blow me up. Let me see. The way it went down, and I can't say this on TV because it's funny, but when he did that, and I walked around, I'm like, man, I hope. You know, everyone knows what he did. Then I turned into the two man going up the next set of stairs. The point man saw the same dude. Mm-hmm. This guy still deserves a medal of honor. So we're going up the stairs, and uh, I'm holding on to him. And I, I, do, I want more dudes, but I only have me. Mm-hmm. And he, he's telling me, you know, we got to get up there. And the way he told me, I'll, I'll bullshit aside, he said, hey, man, we got to go. Hey, man, we got to go. And all of a sudden, he said out loud, hey, man, these bitches is getting truculent. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. So I have a hand, I have a hand on his shoulder. I'm kind of laughing. I'm like, I don't think that word means what we, we, you think it means. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, let's go. So I squeezed, and we went up the stairs. He jumped on the grenades, and I, I turned a corner. It's Bin Laden. I shot him. And, and then uh, so I killed Bin Laden. The wife is there. The, his three-year-old son was there. I remember looking at the three-year-old son, and I'm, I'm just uh, I'm thinking, man, as, as a father, it's like, you know, Wow. You got nothing to do with this, man. So I picked him up and set him down, and then it starts to sink in. And all the other SEALs are coming in now, and they're, they're doing Navy SEAL shit. <clears throat> and one of my buddies came up to me, and he, he kind of looked at me, and he goes, Hey, man, you good? And I said, Yeah, yeah, uh, what do we do now? And he had a smile from ear to ear. He goes, Now we go find the computers, man. We've done this hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of times. And I said, I said, Yeah, you're right. I'm back. And he goes, yeah, you just killed Bin Laden, man. Your life just changed. I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I and I and I'm pretty sure I said, man, uh, I just killed Bin Laden. That's a big deal. Maybe I'll get to meet uh, Jackie Marley one day. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a true or false question right now. Sure. Because you know there's a million rumors out there. True or false? When Obama is addressing the nation uh, tonight, evil has died. Mm-hmm. We have just killed Osama Bin Laden. Yeah. True or false? Were you eating a sandwich over his yeah. body? Yeah. True story. Are you fucking serious? Because I read that. Yeah, some, they, yeah that's true. We, they, um, they they deliver over there. <laughs> 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 they they brought us breakfast, and we were standing there, and we had uh, Bin Laden's body because we brought we brought it out, and and Bin Laden was laying right there, and uh, the President Obama came out and he said, you know, tonight I can report to the American people and to the world that uh, the United States had conducted a mission to kill Osama Bin Laden, leader wow. of Al Qaeda. And I was, I was seriously standing there, and I'm eating a sandwich, watching President Obama give this address, and, and, and Bin Laden's body's right there. And I, I just remember thinking, how in the hell did I get here from Butte, Montana? Jesus Christ. Butte, Montana. Hey, yeah. did, not all to bring, of a, not all to bring the room down. Oh, wait, oh, oh, Jack, you, did, know, you don't know this, Jackie. Listen to this. Why'd you join the fucking military? All because of a girl. I joined because I got dumped. I was playing college basketball. Wow. I got dumped by a girl. I'm like, I got to leave town. You got to leave town. And I went to join the Marine Corps. And the Marine recruiter wasn't there, and the Navy guy was. He talked me into it. That's yeah, why I started playing the guitar. It's much safer. <laughs> 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 women. That's now, women. Crazy. So, Rob, I actually never... We did this yesterday. Well, I want to ask a question. Go ahead, Jack. Did, how, was the three-year-old old enough to comprehend what had just happened? I don't think so, and it was dark, so he couldn't see it. And I think it was one of those things where it, um, it doesn't matter. Like, he, he just needs to not... Not be involved. I right, guess. right, it's right. A, it's a shitty that's, thing. That's crazy. Wow. So I know we actually said his name. We made a joke. Alex Wimney. Just briefly, listen to Alex's story. He's also a best-selling author. Listen to yeah. his story. His story's pretty... Well, my story's pretty... pretty not the same thing. No, it's <laughs> Alex. Your story's intense, Not as crazy. Well, I played basketball for Muammar Gaddafi's team in Libya. Get so, yeah. out of here. No, 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 Alex, come on. Alex played. Be- Alex was one of the best players Let in the country. tell a no, story. No, no, because he missed the best part. Yeah. He played in Macedonia. There was a lot of racism. He dealt with a lot of racism. He tells his agent, listen, I need to get out of this bad situation. His agent, worst agent ever, <laughs> is like, listen, I'm going to get you to Libya and play. Alex grew up in Africa, went to Boston. He's like, all right, bro, get me to Libya. Now tell the story. So I get to Libya, and, um, you know, we're in Benghazi. So, wow. yeah, so I'm like, as soon as I get there, I'm like, I need to be kind of somewhere safe. You know, the Benghazi is nothing there. I mean, it's just like flat land, desert land, no movies, no way to deliver food. Not, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so they take me to this, um, take me to this shitty street. It's called Shia Italia, called Italy Street. So I get there, 
streets is terrible. So they take me upstairs to this like fucking amazing penthouse suite. Like the couches have gold trimmings. I found out it was Gaddafi's son's little hideout. Little it's in the middle of a whole horrible, yeah, it's a, horrible, yeah, horrible yeah, section. It's in the middle of a horrible section. Terrible. Like it's an oasis everywhere. It was crazy. Fine China. So I get there, I'm like, wow. You know, I kind of like, shit, I kind of I can it. play on Libby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, shit. I was like, shit, I kind of made it. So I, I called the team president who dropped me off. I'm like, yo, I'm like, where am I staying? He's like, oh, you're staying at the leader's, one of one of his apartments. I was like, oh, the leader? So I walk into the main bedroom, and it's a big picture yeah. of Muammar Gaddafi. Uh-huh. Whoa. Him with his sons. Like, these are personal pictures. And I'm like, shit. At the time, I didn't really comprehend. I, you know, I just got out of a bad situation, Try to get into a better one. But um, long story short, the Arab Spring starts. It starts in Tunisia, so shit starts going crazy. So what year was it? This wow. is two thousand. Started. This is two thousand ten. I got there December. Yeah. So Sh- remember, shit's about to go sideways. Yeah, shit's about to go sideways. And that'd be a good, a good, a good uh, 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 name of a book. Sideways. <laughs> the way the way shit's about to go. <laughs> but you weren't just in some guy high up. This is one of his places. Yeah, this is one of his places. Jack, so it's, he, his, it's his son's place. It's his son's place. Yeah, his son who was in, t- in charge of the military, the Third Brigade. So you know, this wow. is crazy. So you know, he got a bunch of these places all over the country. So I'm there. So December, Tunisia, the shit starts going on in Tunisia. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, things start spreading like things start spreading like wildfire. Then it skips Libya and goes to Egypt. But you know how you know how that went. It went crazy. So my yeah, brother, Egypt, Tunisia, Libya, all, yeah, Tunisia, yeah, it all went. Up. So my brother calls me. So my teammates, matter of fact, were like, "Yo, February 14th, shit's gonna hit the fan. You, you know, you kind of need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a rebellion." So in my mind, I'm like, "You guys aren't gonna overthrow this guy. Like, you know, he's like the richest guy in the world. His like, pictures you know, in my house. What yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Church, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like this ain't gonna happen. So like, it was like February 11th, February 12th. My brother calls me. He's like, "You need to get the fuck out of there." So I'm like, kind of downplaying. I'm like, "Nah, they, you know, this ain't gonna happen." Small protests are going on in the in the city. But when he says you got to get out of there, I, I, how? I mean, just you literally. can't call a cab. Alex, I mean, tell about the cab. Like you missed practice. No, I'm, no, I'm, okay, I'm okay, telling. Okay. Tell so February 14th, the day everything goes down, called the Day of Rage. Everything goes down. Yes, it did. Day of yeah. Rage. I remember that. Day of Rage. Mm-hmm. My spoiled ass. I had a driver the whole time. Take me fucking drive me a mile to practice. I was spoiled. They spoiled the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Had a driver. So my driver, I'm trying to call him. Calls not going through. So I called my coach oh. and I go, "What the? F-? I'm like, what the fuck is a waiter? I'm like, I need to get to practice. My coach goes, my coach is already. He's on, on the highway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's in Italy. <laughs> 100 miles away. Like, yeah. On the highway. You oh, can did, hear, oh, didn't I tell yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> you can hear the wind from the window. <laughs> hey, my bad. I, there's one thing I forgot to say. The one so, call I forgot to yeah. say. So he's like, he's like, you don't see what's going on outside? People are dying. He's like, the military's coming in. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I go up to the top of my building, have a little dry clothes rack up there while I dry my clothes. I go up to the top of the building. And I see this fucking army man. So these are like Libyan military. These are like some different type of guys. Like Eastern, oh, that's Al Qaeda right there. Oh man. yeah, East, no, like Eastern European looking guys. Like, like I'm like, saying, Al Qaeda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, fighting, they're fighting a jihad. Like, that's that's what they're. Like, yeah. yeah, like literally, it was like they were literally coming. So it was like the uh, militia was this way, and the protesters were coming closer. But it was probably 100, 200 people oh, protesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They kept coming closer. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So I see this guy on the back of this jeep with this big gun. And I'm like, there's no way he's about to shoot into the fucking crowd. So I go back downstairs, literally, to grab a water, come back upstairs. As soon as I come back upstairs, this guy just let, lets off in a crowd of, like, 200 people. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just sprayed? Just spraying. Just wow. dropping like flies. Like flies. And literally, my, my, the bottom of my water dropped in slow motion to the ground, and I dropped. And I was like, I can't believe this shit is happening. Mm-hmm. And then from there... So you're up in a building, and it's happening down it's happening there? Down. I can look down. Jeez. Literally, I can look down and wow. see what's going on. So literally, long story short, as soon as I go back downstairs, they cut off the internet. They cut off oh, cell phone service. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Water's gone. I can't even reach out to anybody. I'm trying to, you know, at, at, at the time, Skype was good. So I Skype my, my family, my parents, shut everything down. So I was literally stuck there, long story short, for like another three weeks without food, water, Ooh. and shit like that. In the penthouse. In the, exactly, in the penthouse. Jackie, no food, it's, no water, and literally. It's the, and it's the crazy thing because the whole time I was there, I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm in this like $2 million penthouse. It's like I don't want to have like a piece of bread to eat. Like, you are you saying? alone up there? I'm alone. I'm alone. You I, in this incredibly yeah. rich penthouse exactly. with no food. Oh, man. If I could just sell off a fucking couch to get like a, some, yeah. some roast beef well, yeah, or I mean, something You got like to figure it's scary because like at this point, like Gaddafi's gone. He's gone. He'll be dead too. Yeah. And none of that stuff you have matter. None of that has matters. Because you got to understand, I was so naive and I was saying, oh, this shit's going to be over in three, four days. So I can tell the food I had. 
I gave to my landlords. <laughs> I the food I had. I gave to my landlord's wife, granddaughter. He was on business in uh, Tripoli, mm-hmm. so I was like, you know, let me just get, you know, let me just give him some food. You know, they can't go outside. He's a bunch of women. So I'm thinking, okay, two or three days, I go back to the market and everything will be fine. And that two or three days turned into four days, turned into a week, turned into a week and a half, and then I was just going fucking crazy. How'd you get out of there? Um, so eventually, Alex, take over. I'm serious. Tell, tell yeah, yeah. So, did it go through your mind that when you get out of there, you could write this incredible diet book? This fucking guy. This fucking guy. So eventually, fucking. So uh, so during like during the time I was there, as I would go to practice, they, you know, these little fucking kids in the Middle East, they you know they see these Americans, these athletes, and they kick a soccer balls at you. They yeah. think you're a star. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it went for me like. These guys like thinking I'm this big type basketball star like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James in their neighborhood. I'm looking down through my window and I see these same kids now with like machetes, handguns, and well, shit yeah. like that. Literally, the yeah, tables yeah. just turned. Like literally the same kids. Literally the same kids Whoa. in my neighborhood. The tables just turned. <clears throat> so, um, so one day I decided to go down. I decided to try to make it uh, and not an escape. Try to make it to my team president's office, which is probably like half a mile away through the back roads. You know, I got to a point where I was like, literally, I lost like 30 pounds. You know, I almost tried to commit suicide twice. It was fucking crazy. So, so I, I get downstairs and these same kids that I see, they, they literally moving me back in the building. Like, no, no, like, basically telling them, like, you don't want none of this. Like, this is like, this is not your fight. That's serious. So yeah, they yeah. know you and so they, know so they have your back. So they know me, so, but, I, but you gotta say, I'm kind of scared. I'm well, like, all right. Kind of scared, yeah. That's <laughs> a, like, it's a, no, it's a, that's a yeah. humble way to say it. That's, that's humility oh, yeah. right there. That's, yeah. uh, I'd be scared. Like, so I was kind of scared. I could shit from just hearing the word machete. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of scared. I'm like, you know, these kids, you know, they've been through a lot these last two or three weeks. So I don't know how they're gonna react to someone like me. I don't know how they're looking at Americans now. You understand what I'm saying? So. The one kid grabs me, and he walks up to me, and I'm like, I'm trying to get to Mr. Ahmed. So they know who, everybody knows who Mr. Ahmed is. He's like mm-hmm. the team, president of the team, but he's also worked with Gaddafi and his sons because they own the, the team, everything. So he goes, no, upstairs. So I'm like, no, Mr. Ahmed. And then he looks at my face, and he's like, 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 this is not the same guy I've seen for the last month, like, you know, this big-time athlete. So literally, these four kids, two of them have machetes, one have a handgun, one in the back of me with a machete, like literally dragged me half a mile through these back roads. I'm literally like falling, like falling, scratching up my arms. I was so weak, dragging me to my team president's office just so I could figure out a way to get out of there and get to the Egyptian border. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Man. Like, it, it, it was insane. It was insane. And and the way I got out of there, we had to drive to the to the Egyptian-Libyan border. They told me it was a, a refugee camp, but it ended up being like the maximum prison, <laughs> like a max prison <laughs> on the Libyan border. Supposed to be a six-hour drive. Turns out to be 12 fucking hours with a driver and one of my teammates, Mustafa, um, a fucking driver who didn't even speak English. So we get, so we get out of um, Benghazi, and the first checkpoint we get to is a bunch of rebels, machetes, uh, AK-47s. These guys, like, shit's crazy. So they get, to the, they get to the driver, and it's a bunch of ruckus. And I'm like, yo. I look at my teammate. I'm like, yo, listen. I'm like, something's about to go down. At any point, you're, it's At any up. point, at any, any point. point. But at the time, I, I taped these knives to my shins, like with the athletic tape. You know the, the shit you get your ankle tape with? Mm-hmm. I taped like a couple of kitchen knives, small little knives to my, to my shins. And I was like, listen, I told I said, Mustafa, we got to be prepared to do something <laughs> that we're going to live. no kidding. <laughs> that yeah. we're going to live the rest of our life. So they take, my, <clears throat> they take my teammate out, Mustafa, 6'11", Senegalese guy. They rip him out the fucking front seat. Throw him to the side of the road. Take all our clothes out, all our bags out the back, out the trunk. Throw us on the side of the road, and they they put me on the back. Had an AK-47 to the back of my head. Kick this fucking seven footers guy in the back of the knee. He drops to his knees. Put one behind his back, and he's just sitting there crying. Like, and I'm like, fuck. So the guy who has a gun behind my back, they he also approaches Mustafa, and I'm like, yeah, listen. I'm like, I gotta try to do something. So I try to grab a knife, and as soon as I grab a knife, the fucking driver in the front is talking to this other guy. He's looking at our passports, and they finally, literally, just walk away from Mustafa. And I see this guy just crying. I'm like, oh my, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, we just literally dodged a bullet. But, yeah, no but I thought I, I, they just decided to let you go. They decided to let's go because the driver's like, listen, these guys have nothing. They have nothing to do with this. These guys are just basketball players. They just want to get home. We're trying to go to the border. We're trying to go to Saloon. Well, I mean, that's reasonable. Yeah, that's, it's reasonable. That, well, I mean, it's reasonable. That's that's crazy. Yeah, but you got they, they didn't need to. They could they easily capture. Oh yeah, easily captured. So like, I'm thinking, okay, this is just one checkpoint. We're good. It was like four or five. No, there's gonna be more of them. Yeah, it's like four or five of us. Oh, yeah. I know. We're driving on the side of the road. You see fucking like tanks driving by. 
you see little kids with just machine guns with all the, you know, like, it's shit sure, yeah. you see all the bullets that on their the shoulder. That is the single scariest thing. It's man. fucking scary. So we get to this fucking, this so-called refugee camp, and literally, once they open the gates, it's like that first uh, scene of Scarface. I always tell people this. When they were <laughs> fucking on the side of the highway in Miami, all the, all the fucking Cuban refugees, and it's literally like that. So they housed us in, like, this maximum uh, prison facility, but in, like, the yard. So they had literally thousands of people there. Like women being raped, people are getting their shit stolen, and we're just literally sitting there for like two or three days, just hanging on for dear life. Just hanging off for dear life, like literally Shh. just hanging off for dear life. Wow. You know, and, and me, I'm a cocky American. I got my uh, $150 pair of Kobe Bryant shoes on. I got my <laughs> fucking LeBron James Nike sweatsuit. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go home. They're gonna Ooh. let me out. And yeah. here's here's the craziest part of the story. He gets to spoiler alert, read Gaddafi's point guard, best-selling book. He gets to Egypt instead of going home. This cocky bastard's like, no, nah, I'm still gonna play for Egypt. Played basketball, won a championship like a fucking what? Yeah, I still, I still. Now stay. wait, man, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> I would have yeah. fucking swam home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still, um, I stayed there. The coach that left me, who fucking told me, <laughs> told me shit was hitting the fan. <laughs> that already yeah. went Who's to coaching Egypt. Now yeah, in well, well, if we, is he we, still if we around? Go back and find that coach. I'll go with you. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, so he... Um, what did he do? He just made it, he just... He made it, because he was, he was from Alexandria, Egypt, so he was all already on the way gone. So he called me and said, listen, I just want you to come and spend a couple of days. He kind of felt guilty. I want you to spend a couple of days with me and my think. family. Spend a couple of days with me and my, uh, me and my family, because I know you're kind of fucked up about what happened. Like, I actually told him. So he saw me. When he first saw me, he came and picked me up from the bus stop. And I didn't, you know, I was 30 pounds lighter. My eyes were fucked up. I was kind of delusional. And uh, I sat with him for two days, and he was like, listen, you know, the only way I think you could get through this is by playing basketball. And I'm like, ah, oh, get the fuck out That's actually good advice, though. <laughs> That's oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. And the only way I can get by is with 15% of yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you yeah, know, I, 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 I think that's good advice, though, because you can come home and, and uh, feel sorry for yourself. And, yeah. and, seriously, or you, can, you. or you can get back on what you're doing. Yeah. No, that's, that's honor. Thank you. That's, see, that's the way he was thinking mm. about it about the no, time. I think, I, think, I think it's good advice. I mean... Yeah, you know, like whatever. get right back on the horse type thing. Well, I mean, I, I killed so many people that my, my psychiatrist told shit. me like you got to start doing shit, and so I took up golf to relieve stress, and so that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it take a lot longer to kill somebody with a golf club? Nah, you'd be. A, <laughs> I, you know, I always said though, since, since since she since she told me to start golfing, I, I'm convinced that if, if they sent me after Bin Laden with a five iron, that motherfucker would still be alive. <laughs> you know, you know that joke. Where the, the cops come to the house and the husband's lying there in a pool of blood and the wife's holding a five iron. Uh. And the cops look and say, He's dead. She says, Yep. He's, you know, your husband? Yep. Did, did you hit him with the golf club? Yep. How many times did you hit him? I don't know. Four, five. Put me down for four. <laughs> <laughs> Put me down. <laughs> That's a crazy joke. That's a really man. good joke. That's That's a joke. A great That's joke. A better story. The book's even better because it brings you. He yeah, tells, I gotta, I'm going to get that book for sure. Dude, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. give it to you. I'll, I'll send yeah, you all, you. all the DLs. So you have to buy it. No, I went I'll over there. <laughs> you don't no, 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 have to buy nothing. You I'm going to I'm gonna buy it. No. Come on. I was at the Kuwait Hilton. Wait, are you going to try to compare like, your story? No, no, not even. Like, Kuwait Hilton. Like, Jackie Mullen tells dick I, jokes. No, and not tell like story. 2007, <laughs> and we're at the Kuwait Hilton. It's like a five-star hotel, and it was Halloween day. It was the day of Halloween. And I said, look at all these guys dressed as ghosts. Because all the rich guys are wearing these completely white outfits. Next level. We actually spent a night in one of uh, Hussein's palaces. You know, Did but you really? we, we stayed a night, and I was with Bo Bice. Do you know who that is? Yeah, that is. Oh, is that the American Idol guy? Yeah, like yeah. Oh, my girlfriend just told me that. I didn't know who that was. My girlfriend just told me that. I didn't know. Who and that was. Uh, but it was so much fun. But so crazy. We actually flew down the river in a fucking helicopter, like like in platoon. I can't, You know, I was so scared, and we were in no danger. So I can't even imagine. Yeah. You know, I love that Jackie Marlin tried to bring him. You just brought yourself back to the war. And to Alex Woman. You just tried to put yourself in that position. I'm a professional. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, we're in the flak jackets and all. I, I'm so frightened. Did you, you shoot know? yourself, Jackie? No. You know, and they said nobody's ever been killed performing over there. And meanwhile, we're traveling in a van with bullet holes in it. I'm like, you know, <laughs> yeah, don't worry, don't worry. Shit. You're totally safe. Stop! You know. That's some serious shit. All right, so both of you guys, all you guys dropped names except me and Alex. Um, 
Do you tell the story about the, 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 the tattoo you have? The because I, I don't want to ruin it for you. Which tattoo. one? That one? Yeah, the R. Your, your foundation tattoo. Tell the story with it. Yeah, we. Um, I. It's funny. I, I. I. I got a tattoo for it. It's the logo for my company, and it's. I. I well, plug your company. Yeah. So it was uh, robertjoneal.com, and we're selling shirts and hats and all this stuff. Say and it slower so people can understand. Robertjoneal.com. Robert <clears throat> it, it was funny though. Was like, <clears throat> I got this tattoo on my arm. And my wife and I were sitting at a, uh, a beach bar about a week afterwards, and I said, uh, well, then I go, I said, Jesse, I, th- I think this tattoo's a little bit infected. And she looked at me and she goes, oh, really? The, the tattoo that you got in a smoke-filled casino on Kid Rock's fucking cruise ship might be infected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Can, can you run your hot little ass over to get some fucking Neosporin? <laughs> Any other books for you or no? Sorry? Any other books you want to write or are you done with the whole... I don't know yet. We'll see. Um, we're doing well now. We're happy with this book. Um, it's, good. it's a good story. It's a good American story, but uh, just it uh, doesn't matter what you look like, where you're from. You can do anything you want uh, as long as you work hard. Um, avoid negativity and never quit. So. Well, I love how you said it from the book. You were saying, uh, I think it was a Captain Phillips thing. You're like, I'm a white dude from Montana who couldn't swim. Was it? Joined the military. I got, talked, in, I got talked into being yeah. a Navy SEAL uh, because I, I couldn't swim. So here's what Jeez. we're going to offer through your stupid podcast. Thank you, Jackie Martin. <laughs> Each of our books autographed a package of three books okay. that can only be purchased through. That's a good idea. That's, that's great. actually a great, how cra- a great how idea. How crazy right. a combination. It's the best thing you said on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I got to get right to the black jokes. Oh, no, 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 no. We want to broadcast this, Jackie. <laughs> a, a, a few more things. Last time, so F, your face comes out that you, you're the guy who killed Bin Laden. Yeah. The last time you bought a beer for yourself at a bar. Oh, I was thinking well, about that. You know, it's actually funny that I end up buying a lot of beers for a lot tonight. of people yeah. because I run into a lot of cops and they won't fucking. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. You see cops? No, no, no. It's, it's been. No, it's been. I'm kidding. No, uh, um, I, I made that joke because I got a lot of friends of mine back in Butte, Montana that are uh, um, Butte SWAT guys, Butte, Montana SWAT guys. So it's just funny. No, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been nice. It's uh, people are gracious, and I, <clears throat> I still don't feel like anybody owes me anything. I just, I'd love to come back and and uh, just be part of the, you know, without sounding ridiculous, part of the greatest country in the world. So. Yeah, and I love part of the fabric. Jackie, please. When I always say, <laughs> when, I, when, when I tell people about your book, because it's not about killing Bin Laden, I actually want to plug your book because it's it's not about killing Bin Laden. The last few chapters of Killing Bin Laden, the whole book, all you say is, "I'm with the coolest fucking guys." It's all, it's all, I'm all with the coolest yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's all this. Like, it's all this. Watching the coolest guys do the coolest stuff, and occasionally I did something cool. That's all it was. You know, turn a corner and, and you just do it. Done. Yeah. It was so awesome. A few more minutes. The last you've signed a million things. I, I saw it personally when you came to where I work. You signed 200 things. Uh-huh. What's the coolest thing you ever signed? That was always like, holy shit, I'm signing this. The coolest? See, you always do this to me. Yeah, I put you on the spot. Because you, you hit me up with the coolest guy that would text me back. And he, well, did. Oh, he did, by the way. He, oh, let, let's do, this is part two. So if you listen to Rob O'Neill <laughs> 1, Rob O'Neill 2, Rob O'Neill is like, oh, the coolest the, Okay, the coolest thing I've ever signed okay. um, is uh, Kid Rock. He, uh, he, I signed the sledgehammer that I brought into Bin Laden's bedroom. Jeez. And he traded me for his uh, 1974 Cadillac limousine with suicide doors. So we traded for that. Jesus. So that's the coolest thing I've ever signed. Right, so my Yankee head I was going to trade, that's, that's not going to work. But let me Alex, Alex, that's Jackie. Crazy. So he's like, I'll text Jackie, I'll text Charlie Sheen right Charlie now. Charlie Sheen hit me back, yeah. So he texted Charlie Sheen, five minutes go by, the podcast ends, Charlie Sheen doesn't write back. I'm driving Rob O'Neill home. Beep, beep, beep. Sheen's a good dude. Sheen, and then 80 messages from Sheen. He wouldn't stop texting you. You're like, oh, Well, yeah, he was excited. Yeah, <laughs> he got excited. Okay, I wrote this down. Coolest thing you saw. How about the coolest thing anyone's ever given you? Why are you putting me on the spot here? Coolest thing ever. Um, man, see that now. Now the jokes are writing themselves. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Not getting a hand job from. Because <laughs> I would have said uh, Jackie Martin the clap. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't afford it. <laughs> Next question, please. Okay. Are we betting on the Yankees Red Sox tonight? Because you're garbage Red Sox. Well, they're playing, are they playing tonight? Oh, they're playing the Yankees tonight. They're playing the real well, team. Well, well, yeah, of course we're betting. What do you, what's the bet going to be? 
Let's uh, make a real bet. Look, for real bet. You make the bet. Not no shit. Money. Not uh, money because I have no money. I don't have Rob on money. <laughs> like a real bet. I get the Red Sox. Uh, Walk um, two blocks d- naked in New York Del City. Del Frisco's. A little bit of uh, bone and ribeye. Okay, wait. On the series. So yeah. whoever wins the series, yeah. Yeah. shake on that. Write it down. I went in on this. Who are you taking? You don't know sports, Jackie. I know sports. Sport. Ask me. Num- you know, I'm sitting there the other day. Uh, I, was at, I was at Yankee Stadium, and I'm looking at the pitcher, and I'm saying, look. It's Bob Turley. All the, but he was Asian because Bob Turley was number 19 in 1958. <laughs> <laughs> so it's now. Thanks, Jackie Marley. <laughs> I know sports. Oh, go ahead, Jackie. Tell us some sports stuff you know then. So uh, it's been real. Oh, okay. Don, Don Larson is, uh, goes to the mound in the you know, he, uh, bottom of the seventh inning. He's got a perfect game going. And he looks. And he looks, he's looking for a signal, and he calls Yogi out to the mound. He says, Yogi, pull up your zipper. I'm getting confusing signals. <laughs> I thought you were really going to tell a, a joke about the 56 World Series. Don Lawson's on a perfect game. Do you know the, you know the talking dog joke? That's the class. Let's hear it. The guy's selling talking dog for $5,000. Another guy shows up and says, well, I want to buy your dog. But, uh, you know, you, you got to. Show some proof. It says, no problem. Fido. What's it feel like when you sit on sandpaper? And the dog goes, rough. <laughs> what are you, a jerk? You're an idiot. No, no, no. The demonstration is not concluded. Fido, what's on top of a house? And the dog goes, roof. He says, what do you think? I'm stupid. I'm out of here. Wait, 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 wait. The demonstration is not concluded. He says, Fido, who is the greatest Yankee ball player of all time? And the dog goes, Ruth. The guy says, fuck you, and he leaves. And the dog turns to the guy and says, who was it, the Maggio? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. We did the show for an hour. Let's do the plugs. Alex, give the plug for all your books that you're doing. All right, you can find all my books. at uh, Find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Alex Awumi. Uh, go on Amazon and find everything at Alex Awumi. As a layman, Alex, as a layman, I know people aren't going to spell it out. Yeah, Alex, come on. Alex, obviously, if you can't spell that, you need to go to hell. All right. Last <laughs> name. Wait, 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 half the audience here. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> Last name O W U M I. O W U M I. Yeah. Plug yourself more. The Gaddafi's point guard, international bestseller, one of my favorite books. That's the reason I reached out to you. It wasn't because the way you looked. Even yeah, we slid, yeah, we found each other on Tinder. I slid into his DMs <laughs> hard. I'm like, hi, Alex. Mike from New York. Wow. <laughs> Age, sex, location. And uh, also, you just started a new trilogy called The Fire Raven. Yeah, I'm doing Fire Raven. I'm do, I do fiction now, which is always, always what I wanted to do since I was a kid. So I'm doing some badass fiction shit about a female assassin. It's kind of dull shit. You like, it's got some raunchy, dirty shit in there, so you should read it. Um, <laughs> I um, like it. I know, Jackie. Like it. Give you a plug, Jackie. Oh, God. Uh, June 17th, I'm at the brokerage. We have half an hour here. I'm at, at the brokerage in uh, Belmore, June 17th, from Saturday night. And uh, June 28th, I'm at the uh, Wednesday night at the Parks Casino in Ben Salem. And this Saturday, the 10th, I'm at a place called Laugh It Up in Poughkeepsie, New York, because if you do podcasts with internationally famous authors, you do get to work Poughkeepsie. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, I tweet a joke every day at 4.20 p.m. At, uh, at Jackie Martling. If you want 30 jokes, email me, jokeland at AOL.com. I send filthy jokes once a month. And five one six nine two two one has been my joke line forty awesome. years. Awesome, forty wow. years from Howard. I remember the Howard Stern shit. You would say that stuff for forty years. That's correct. And Mr. O'Neill, can you give? Yes, me a Rob O'Neill. Uh, uh, it's an honor to be here talking about everything. Uh-huh. Alex and uh, Jackie and, and Mike, just to be here. Uh, my book came out. It's called The Operators. About a um, just a story about America. Uh, it's called The Operator because it's life of the operator. Every Navy SEAL, every Ranger, everybody, everyone else, just uh, you got there for different reasons. Mine happened to be because of getting dumped by a girl. But, <laughs> but uh, the proof is you can do anything you want, anytime you want, as long as you uh, avoid negativity and work hard. And, and uh, it's available at robertjoneal.com. It's available at uh, theoperatorbook.com. And... Um, it's a kick-ass book. And your foundation, if they want to donate to and your my, foundation. And one of, uh, my foundation, I help operators uh, transition to private sector, so it's, that's uh, yourgratefulnation.org, and we help people do uh, do what they do because we're, we're, we're dealing with guys, that uh, men and women, that, that uh, can barely afford their mortgage, and they, they, mm. all of a sudden they're, they're asked to go uh, across the world and rescue people and, and you know, get out. So yourgratefulnation.org, we'd appreciate it. 
Oh, well, that's great. Just, that's I, I, great. And my, I didn't say my, my uh, book is jackythejokeman.com. It's coming out October 24th, and I'm kicking back to pinktie.org, uh, which is a great charity on Long Island that <clears throat> accumulates all this money and gives it out to different charities, but they're dollar in, dollar out, as opposed to salaries and crazy stuff like this. This guy does it right in his business. And, uh, and just go to jackythejokeman.com. But I really think you should... Package the three of these joke books I'm, together. I'm I just as, like, as a gift for somebody. I text know. all you guys all the time. I'm going to set something <laughs> up. And I do want to say to you guys, I have done a real lot of podcasts, and this was one of them. It's fun. Yeah, this was fun. Well, <laughs> I've enjoyed myself. <laughs> no, I, I've never had anyone know every joke that I told, but <laughs> yeah. you're the joke man, so I, I was I was polite. I, I knew all of them, too. And, I let you finish it. let you finish it. And, and I'll tell you this. So <clears> when I did the podcast, Alex did my podcast yesterday. I'm like, hey. And when I told him last week, I'm like, hey, I just had Rob O'Neill on. He's like, I know, I saw you on Twitter. I would love to come on. I'm like, dude, come Tuesday. Alex had a, was leaving this morning, yeah. and he actually changed his whole travel plans to come on the podcast with you. Jackie was awesome. I texted Jackie when you told me you had problems with your personal jet because that's how big time you are. And Jackie <laughs> said to me, dude, just let me know. I'm coming all the way from Long Island just to come here. You, and, and Rob. And this you. was great. I'm so glad the whole Thanks, thing Jack. worked out like that. And Rob flew in and landed, and his luggage, you actually brought your luggage here. It's so, right there, yeah. Yeah, at Jack Dempsey's 36 West 33rd Street, around the corner from the Empire State Building between 5th and 6th Street. Hey, just don't tell ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I but, uh, smoke a cigarette and have a Fuck, dude. I'm not going to have a So we have to end the show with a, a, a nice, yes. not too off-color joke. Well, let me say thank you, and then you end the, joke, you end the show with a joke. So actually, all can aside, thank you for changing your plans. Thank you for coming oh, no from Long Island no problem. No and your problem. trip. So thank you. No problem. Oh, and thank you, thank you to the young ladies for being here because if we you're welcome. Have, if we oh. didn't have you to show off for, we wouldn't have said a yeah, word. Yeah, we would have sat here just. And anyway, if you like my podcast, just go to Mike Sappho on any podcast app. Now, Jackie Marlin, take us out, big guy. So a cab driver picks up a nun. <laughs> cab driver picks up a nun. And he looks in the rearview mirror. And he says, "You know, sister, I always fantasize about being with a nun." She says, yeah, you and everybody else. You Catholic? He says, yes, I am. She says, pull over. He pulls over. She gets in the front seat and gives him the best blowjob he's ever had. She gets done. He feels guilty. He says, sister, I got to tell you something. I'm not really Catholic. She says, yeah, my name's Ralph. I'm going to a costume party. <laughs> <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.